Hello, Believers. It's Dr. Shantae, host of Believing Bigger podcast, where I equip you with the tools, the confidence, and most importantly, the faith to believe bigger in your dreams. So here we are nearing the end of this season. And so this will be my last solo episode. The next two episodes, you are going to hear from the 12. And I know that for the past several episodes, I've been talking about mentoring you in 2018. I see the applications are coming in. And I want to thank you. for trusting me for wanting to work with me I'm excited about those collaborations and so if you've submitted your application don't worry after the holiday I will be getting right to those but I want you to take this week and enjoy your family and your beans greens potatoes tomatoes chicken turkey and all the rest of that stuff that we tend to enjoy at this time of the year so I'm so grateful for you and I wanted to do this episode about healing. So that is the title of our episode today. We are healed because this is the time of year where we start to get very reflective, right? And we start to think about what our lives are and what they're not and what we've been through and what we've survived. And a lot of times we're so grateful, you know, for the journey about the things that we've gone through and the things that we've learned. At the same time, I have come to find, especially through my coaching of my clients and mastermind groups and and working with students and all the rest of it is that a lot of times we tend to believe that because we've gotten through something or we've gotten past something that we have actually healed from that thing. And that's just not the truth. You know, I remember I alluded to that when I talked about why I go to therapy, but there's a difference between getting past getting through and actually healing. And one of the things that um, the Lord laid on my heart this week is to just remind you guys that in so many ways, we are healed. So we're going to get into that. I want to remind you and encourage you to submit your application to the 12. Go to drshante.com, click on the menu item, work with me, and it will take you to the application where you can sign up to work with me and be mentored in 2018, along with some of your peers from across the country. Um, I was really excited about the cohort for 2017 because we had people from all over the place and we had applications from all over the place. Um, and we were able to make that work and build those 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 bonds, build those connections, build those friendships, build those accountability partners and all of those things that are necessary for us to thrive in the things that we are endeavoring to do. So make sure that you head over and fill out that application. So our guiding thought for today comes from Isaiah 53, 5, which says this It's a very familiar scripture. And it says, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes, we are healed. So here's what I want to talk about today with regard to healing. Number one, the myth getting through doesn't mean that we are healed. Number two, the process. How do we actually do it? And number three, the payoff. So let's get right into it. So let's talk about the myth that getting through does not equal healing. Psalms 34, 19 says this, says many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. So what that means is, is that, If you are a believer, if you are a soldier in the army of the Lord, guess what? You're going to suffer. And some of you are like, no, Doug, Um, because we've all gone through some things. And so believers are going to suffer. Sometimes that suffering is self-imposed. You know, we we made some wrong turns. We made some bad choices. You know, we trusted our own understanding instead of leaning on God's understanding. And sometimes those things are self-imposed, but whether they're self-imposed or things that are imposed on us, you know, like as was in the case with Job, whatever the case may be, suffering changes us. Suffering changes us. Pain changes us. Betrayal changes us. And it can bring about things in our character like bitterness, 
and fear and resentment or apathy. And you know what apathy is, right? To be apathetic. I don't care. I don't care. Whatever. Whatever. I don't care. You used to be passionate. You used to be vibrant. You used to be engaged. You used to be with it. And then something happened to you. And now you're like, whatever. I don't care. Complete. Whatever. 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 Okay. Because that's what, that's what pain does. That's what suffering does. It changes us. It can make us distant. Okay. Where we used to be in the mix and now we don't want to talk to nobody you know talk to the hand or you know we on social media but we ain't really posting we just kind of looking and kind of keeping up with other folks but we don't want folks to talk to us or engage with us or in our business and sometimes that can make us you know hard and bitter people you know when you think about the journey yes it's a blessing to be able to go through things and, and come through them at the same time when we go through certain experiences they leave us changed sometimes changed for the better and other times change for the worse. And sometimes, you know, we are really great at patching up our wounds and just sucking it up and soldiering on and like, whatever, it is what it is. And, and we just hit the ground running when we really have not taken the time to heal from those things. And so we go through life as what they call the walking wounded. We've learned to patch ourselves up and we just kind of go through and we function and we go to work every day or we might go to church on Sundays. And, you know, we're just going through about our daily routine, even though we have these wounds that really have not healed. And we say things like, oh, you know, that's old news. That, that's ancient history. Or that, that, that tea is old. You know, ain't nobody thinking about him. Ain't nobody thinking about her. It is what it is. And that might well be true. That is old, it's in the past, it is what it is. At the same time, how are you? As a result of it being what it is, how are you? Are you okay? <laughs> are you healed? Can you think about that situation and have peace? Or do you think about that situation or that person or that people or that incident and you still feel some kind of way about it? And when I say feel some kind of way, meaning you're still low-key angry about it. You still low-key bitter about it. You're like, well, it's cool. You know, they cool, but... Mm. But you really haven't healed from it. You know, there's still something that's there. And that can come in, in a, a number of ways for a number of reasons, whether it's fatherless wounds, abandonment issues, uh, childhood traumas, failed marriages, death of the friends, grieving the loss of the life that you thought you were going to have right now. This is something that we actually talked about in Sunday school this past week is that grief comes in so many forms. People aren't the only things that die. Dreams die. Relationships die jobs or careers or passions or ambitions and things that we were really hopeful for die and when they do it hurts okay it hurts and as I said we just kind of find a way to, to to cry our tears or you know drown our sorrows you know we toss a few back and then you know we just kind of pick it up and and we move on but we're not the same okay we're not healthy and that's the goal the goal is always to be healthy and getting through something is a step. It's a start, you know, because you can't dwell because a lot of people, things do happen to them and they just get stuck. They're stuck right there. No matter how many, how much time passes, they're still stuck in a certain place emotionally. So I'm not saying that there's a, uh, anything wrong with getting through or, or, or moving past. But my goal is that you are healed from it because they are not the same thing. You can put something behind you and never heal from it. And to heal, I want to be clear about this. To heal means to be made whole. Think about how often in the Bible, Jesus says, do you want to be made whole? 
Do you want to be okay? Do you want to be complete? Do you want to be restored? Whole means complete, not broken, not fractured, not cracked, not bitter, but actually healed. Which brings me to my next point, the process. How do you actually do that? And the biggest piece here is that you cannot change what you cannot face. That's the bottom line. We are so good at packing things away, putting them in the lockbox of our minds or of our hearts and being like, done, dealt with, addressed, it's handled. No, it's not. It's just hidden. Okay, it's not handled. It's just hidden. And the thought of confronting it or the thought of facing it becomes painful. And I will tell you this from my own personal experience. So I told you guys that I never met my father. You know, my first time seeing his actual face was at his funeral. Um, which I almost didn't go to. And I told you that's the day that I found out I had like seven brothers and sisters and Papa was a rolling stone and all this other foolishness. And last month, so maybe a few weeks ago, I got a text from one of my sisters and saying that we found one of our sisters, you know, she lives in Wisconsin and, and she wants to meet and things like that. And I will tell you, this is how I know that that healing has taken place because once upon a time, number one, you wouldn't have had my number. Number two, that text would have gone unanswered or my attitude would have been like, so making other people suffer for things that somebody else has done to me, you know, so because my father didn't want to be a part of my life, you know, now I'm going to stonewall my siblings. And, you know, we're not bestie booze, you know, we all have, have grown up and lived totally different lives. In many ways, we're still virtually strangers. At the same time, when I got that text that our sister was willing to drive from Wisconsin with her family and make the effort, you know, to come and meet us, then I made myself available, you know, and so you cannot change what you're not willing to face. Sometimes, we just stuff things down and we just tuck them off to the side because we don't want to have to quote unquote deal with it. But your unwillingness to deal with it is only prolonging your wholeness. Okay. It's only prolonging the brokenness. Okay. So you are putting your wholeness at bay in favor of brokenness because brokenness somehow seems easier to deal with and it's not. So when I talk about the process to healing, number one, you have to be willing to face it. Number two, you need to be honest with yourself about how you feel. Just because you stuffed it away doesn't mean that you can't bring it back to surface and say, okay, how do I really feel about this? You know, why, why does this still bother me? Why am I still pissed? <laughs> you know, why am I still hurt? Why am I still mm, feeling some kind of way about it? What's going on with that? So be honest with yourself. Number two, speak the truth and love. And so if it involves somebody that needs to be confronted, or maybe they don't need to be confronted. Maybe you just need to write a letter and get it off your chest and say all the things that you wish you would have said in that situation when it occurred. Sometimes you just need to get it out. Okay. But if you do have to go and talk to somebody, speak the truth in love, you know, even when somebody deserves our wrath and our anger, when we give it to them, what it shows is that they still have power over us. And so what we want to do in this situation is we want to release the power and we just want to say, you know what? Every time I think about that situation, you know, for years, it bothered me. It just burned me to my core because I felt like you were shady or I felt like you lied or I felt like I didn't deserve that or I felt like I deserve better, you know, but ultimately I've come to a place where I accepted that this happened for this reason. And if that hadn't happened, then I wouldn't have learned such and such a lesson and I forgive you or I'm walking away from it or I just needed to say this for my own personal healing and closure. Which brings me to point number three, divorce yourself from the outcome, because you know how sometimes people can be. You are trying to be on this elevated space, this elevated plane. And, you know, you didn't put yourself out there and talked about your feelings. And then somebody clapped back with some. 
what? You got a lot of nerve. First of all, mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. cause you know, our folks, right? <laughs> you know, that, that that's how we roll sometimes and that's okay. They can be that, but you can walk away from that. Like, look, I didn't shook the dirt from my feet and I'm about to keep it moving. Uh, number four, own your part. And let me be very clear about what it means to own your part. Because sometimes when I talk to clients or people that I'm coaching about owning their part, what they hear is accept blame. I didn't say accept blame. I said own your part. It doesn't mean that you are accepting blame, but understanding that you had a role to play in the dynamics. Even if you didn't cause anything to happen, you had a role to play. You were a member of that family. You were a member in that relationship. You were participating in that friendship. So own that you had a role to play, okay? And it's important for you to do that because until you do that, you will always be a victim, meaning that this happened to me instead of I was an active participant in this dynamic. And even though the way that things played out were not my fault, I still understand that I had a role to play in everything that went down. Next, recognize the lesson. Okay, so if we don't learn the lesson, you know how that works. We're just doomed to repeat it and wander in the wilderness for another year. And, you know, 2016 in so many ways was hard. We talk about it still, how 2016 was just a year of loss, okay? And sometimes when you lose things, you can get stuck. You don't understand the lessons that life is trying to teach you or that God is trying to teach you. And when you don't, you are signing up to wander another year in the wilderness. And so as we get on the precipice of 2018, I don't want you wandering in the wilderness, baby. I want you to get out of there, sugar, you know, learn the lesson that you need to learn so that you can move on. Next, accept forgiveness, even yourself. Sometimes we are so hard on ourselves. We are so hard on ourselves and we beat ourselves up and we think that in many ways, you know, we're God, you know, I caused that. I, I, I caused that if it wasn't for me. Baby, you ain't even got that kind of swag, okay? Like you don't even have that 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 kind of power. You know, sometimes again, this is recognizing that you had a role to play in something that was already predestined to something that was already inevitable. Okay. Because God makes the plans. It says many are the plans of man, you know, but God's way will stand. Okay. So a lot of times we think that, that we cause things or that certain things are, are our fault, or even if we had a role to play in it, sometimes we just beat ourselves up so badly for so long. And it just changes us because we don't even trust ourselves anymore because we, we made these bad decisions. You need to accept forgiveness, not only accept forgiveness from God, but accept forgiveness forgiveness from others and forgive yourself. Okay. So God is forgiving you and you still walking around like the scarlet letter. You don't have to do that. Okay. You don't have to live like that. And then accept help. This can be so hard for us to do is to accept help, to reach out when we need it. And sometimes that comes from pride. Sometimes that comes from shame. Sometimes that comes from embarrassment. It can come from a lot of places, you know, but we in many ways have been conditioned not to accept help. I got it. I got it. I got it. You know, we robbing Peter to pay Paul, suffering in silence, scrambling to do this and scrambling to do that and, and just burdening ourselves and overwhelming ourselves. And Jesus said, cast your cares upon me. Why? Because I care for you. Do you know what it means to cast something? I want you to get in your minds. I think about somebody that goes out fishing and the man, you know, or the woman, you know, puts the, the bait on the hook and then do they just gently lower their, their fishing pole or their fishing line into the water? No, 
they cock back and they launch forward and that thing goes whizzing out as far as that line will allow it or as far as their strength will allow that line to go it means they have cast a line when God says cast your cares upon me because I care for you it doesn't mean I'll just casually lay it down and well I don't want to feel like I'm complaining to the Lord so I'm gonna just I might casually mention it in passing you know Lord I need some help he said no Throw that thing away from you. Throw those feelings away from you. Throw that spirit away from you. Throw that hurt away from you. Cast your cares upon me because I care for you. Throw it far from you. Give it to me because I can handle it and you can't. Okay, so be willing to accept help. Listen, believers, as I I work myself back down, like, dang, you know, you're getting worked up. No, I'm not getting worked up, but... You know, I just want you to understand Jesus took all the guilt and shame to the cross so that we wouldn't have to bear it. Okay, you can't go around here calling yourself a believer trying to do Jesus's job. Let Jesus be Jesus. Let God be God. Let him do what he came here to do and and continues to do. So it's not like he just came and took it, but he continues to work. Okay, he's continuing to, to plead our case and to take our prayers to the Lord and plead on our behalf. So just let him do that. And so in addition to that, the process also looks like talking to someone that you trust. Y'all know I stay up in therapy. I have no shame in my game. And every time I say that, I get emails or text messages or somebody walk up on me and say, who are you talking to? You know, I, I think I need to talk to somebody. I'm like, yeah, I think therapy can benefit anybody. And this is important, too, especially in a situation where you are the victim of of some sort of circumstance. I'm going to encourage you to work on yourself. Okay. Work on yourself. Look at, at, at yourself and the things that make you happy. You know, what do you love about yourself? Where are your boundaries? What baggage do you want to release? You know, I kid you not. I cannot scroll through social media. And every third post is one of my sisters out there. Dear future husband. Dear future husband. Dear future husband. Dear future husband. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. Um, But all of my letters now, as of right now, are dear current self. Okay, let me talk about what what makes me happy. What it talks about my joy, my goals, my dreams, my ambitions. What it is the kind of life that that I want to create and cultivate. Why? Because ain't no husband on the horizon and I ain't looking for one. Okay, and I and I'm not accepting that into my life at this point in my life. But right now I'm focused on on me. Okay, and I want to put that type of energy into what Dr. Shantae wants to do and what Dr. Shantae wants to be and where Dr. Shantae wants to go. That's where my, my energies are not dear future husband, dear current self. Okay. So, so working on yourself and, and realizing who I am and being a complete and whole person, you know, that whole Jerry Maguire thing, you complete me is a lie from the pit of hell. I don't want a half of somebody. I want somebody that knows exactly who the hell he is. Pardon my French. Okay. I don't want to know exactly who you are, exactly what your dreams are, exactly what your boundaries are, exactly what your strengths are. Like I need you to know who you are and you need me to know who I am. Okay. So I want to encourage you in your season of singleness or whatever, work on yourself, find out who you are and stop thinking that you are not whole unless unless you are attached to somebody else. Okay. It doesn't work that way. Be reconciled to God and accept wholeness from him. Okay. God says, apart from me, you can do nothing. And so if you want to talk about a state of brokenness or being incomplete, that's a life without Christ. Okay. But if we have Christ, we are absolutely whole. We are absolutely complete. You know, the Bible says, and back into our guiding scripture that, 
that by his stripes we are healed. Jesus' death on the cross is useless if we don't accept it. So basically, he would have taken all that beating, all that pain, all that suffering for nothing if we did not accept him as savior, if we didn't accept the healing that he gives. And so I want to challenge you as we go into 2018, stop holding on to the hurt and accept the help and the healing that God has provided through Jesus death on the cross by his stripes. We are healed, meaning that he suffered so that our suffering could be lessened. Okay. So that we could be whole and complete, which brings me to the payoff. By his stripes, we are healed. So what we do learn from Jesus' example is that healing of for other people can happen through the suffering of one person. And so Jesus did not suffer randomly or arbitrarily. His suffering had a purpose because without his suffering, we don't have healing. If we don't have healing, then it means that we don't have any hope. And so likewise, your suffering is not arbitrary. The Bible says that all things work together for the good of them that love God and are called according to his purpose. You can find that in Romans eight twenty eight. And so you need to be asking yourself with the things that you have gone through, and the things that you have survived and hopefully have healed from, ask yourself, who can be healed through your suffering? And I'm going to speak specifically to black people right now, because, you know, we've been raised and socialized to believe that, you know, what happens in this house stays in this house. You know, you, you, you don't tell them telling people about your struggles of, of putting your business in the street and, and things like that. And I kid you not, like that is so profound. I have known mothers who have had children that have gone missing, that they cannot find, teenagers that they cannot find. And when they say, okay, I'm about to get on Facebook and see if I can try to, you know, reach out somebody, maybe somebody see my child, have had their parents, their family members, well, nah, you don't want to do that because then, you know, people people will know, you know, that, that, that she missing and it look like we ain't got our stuff together. What? It's a child missing, okay? It's a child out there in these streets. Anything could have happened to him or her. And you got family members and kinfolks worrying about, oh, wait a minute, what, 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 what people going to say? And you know I'm right about it. But that, again, is a trick from the pit. How do I know? The scripture says, 2 Corinthians 6.14, what fellowship has light with darkness? We need to bring things out into the light so that we don't have to be tipping in and dipping in the shadows, struggling with our hurt. John 8.32 says, you will know the truth and the truth shall set you free. It's the enemy that convinces us to stay in the shadow. It's the enemy that feeds off shame and guilt and embarrassment and judgment and brokenness. But the Bible says, but we know the truth. What is the truth? Jesus is the truth. The truth is Christ. And we are free from the hurt, free from the pain, free from the embarrassment, free from the guilt. If, capital I-F, if we are willing to accept it. So don't let your family shame you into, into just keeping quiet. Have you noticed what's happening in the world right now? All of a sudden, women who have been abused, harassed, raped, assaulted are coming from the shadows and are naming, okay, the people that have assaulted them. Terry Crews, he says, I'm a man and this happened to me and it traumatized me. He's coming out of the shadows and, and pointing at his accuser and saying, this man did this thing to me. Why? Because that fear, okay, of you'll never be able to work in this town or, or nobody will ever believe you or people are going to talk about you. And they sitting up there just suffering, traumatized. It's just eating them up. Okay. The Bible says that we don't have to live like that by his stripes. We are healed. We know the truth of Christ. And because we know the truth of Christ, we can be free from any and all condemnation that the world would try to throw our way. 
So that is that, folks. I want you to have a blessed and a happy Thanksgiving. I love you truly for rocking with me this season. The next two episodes, I'm excited for you to meet some people that I truly love and care about. And it's so funny. Um, So I've been with them all of 2017. And I was like, all right, y'all, it's been real. Um, you know, I might have a couple of spots, you know, to mentor some people in 2018. And they was like, um, no, sister, we ain't gonna let you go just yet. And so half of the 12 is coming with me into 2018. And I'm excited about it. So the old 12, the new 12, you'll be able to hear from some of those folks and and why they chose to stick around. So I love you have a blessed Thanksgiving. If you have any comments, questions, takeaways, all the rest of it, you know, you can hit me up at Dr. Shante says on Twitter, on Instagram, I respond to everything that I receive. And I love you so much. I'll see you next time. Thank you.